Welcome back to the final part of this week's Tech Talk. This is Jess Kelly with you here in News Talk. In just a few minutes' time, John Fardy will be here with Screen Time. John. Jess. Welcome to the show. Pleasure to be here. Um, Before we talk about what's coming up on your show, I need to talk to somebody about succession. Oh, you chose the right person. I don't want to give any spoilers because I know that there are people who hate it. But in terms of epic television, I'm going to make a statement now. Are you ready? I'm, I'm strapping myself in. I think this is the best epic TV show akin to The Sopranos that I've had as my time as an adult. Yeah, I can hear that. I mean, you have to be careful with me and never suggest anything's better than I knew the that I shouldn't have mentioned but the S word. I recently myself did compare it to The Sopranos and Mad Men in that it's prestige TV yeah. in that this is a show that takes risks like killing off characters, making huge plot changes and yet has the ability to carry those through. It's one of the greatest television shows ever made, unquestionably. And season four has... You've seen the first one, haven't oh, you? Oh, yeah. It's begun... You know this is the last one. Yes. And it's going to go out really high, I think. That's the way it seems, you know? It's the first TV show I can think of, again, in my time as an adult, that has been appointment to tune in TV. Mm, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it, it's been... I was counting down the milliseconds to when I could Did watch it. Did you not it. have that with Breaking Bad? No. I didn't get into Breaking okay. Bad until after it was a uh, thing. Yeah, okay, fair enough, yeah. And you know what's great in this season, which we're seeing more of? Tom and Cousin Greg are the secret sauce They are my favourites. Tom has yeah. been my favourite since the get-go. Like, I know it sounds, it's going to make me sound like a bad person, but I have a bit of Tom in me. Like, overly sarcastic. Okay. Like, <laughs> aligned to, to you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just... I, I I think he is a genius character yeah. and I love Cousin Greg and I love the awkward banter and like every element of this and I'm not you right so I'm going to just do a John Fardy for a second here now but <laughs> everything from the storyline the scripting the music yeah. the visuals the characters like it's very hard to find a single flaw with the, the show it's like The Sopranos in that way exactly you say because nothing is wasted from every yeah. camera angle to every word of dialogue you know <laughs> now who am I am I a Roman am, who, who am I in you're it? an absolute Roman actually a little bit of an <laughs> dirtball just for those of you who don't know steady, John John steady. sometimes comes up and will dance and sing at the desk you know the way uh, Roman will walk into a room and he'll say hello F words or whatever <laughs> John does stuff like this all the time. So yeah, you're, you're a bit of a Roman. I, I'll take a Tom. I'd rather be Tom than so would I, yeah. Shiv or yes, any yes. of them. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I'm definitely not a Kendall. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying it so much. It is great. It, it is great. Between that and Ted Lasso. Yes. Now, I haven't started the new season, but I've loved the ones up until now. You know Brian Cox, just to go back to Succession, he has this really weird situation now where like literally people come up to him. And tell him to F off. Yeah, and yeah. ask, will you tell me? And he says, well, it's great because most of the time I want to say that to people anyway, so it suits me. It's you know? the dream scenario yeah, of that being your tagline. Uh yeah, I, I could talk to you about Ted Lasso. We but better I get on to what's on screen time this week. Listen, you're eating to my show now. We'll talk about Ted Lasso next week though, right? Absolutely. Go on, six seconds, go. Paddy Brannock, brilliant Irish director of The Dry, I Went Down, Viva Rosie. He's on, we're reviewing Dungeons and Dragons and a really quirky, brilliant new Irish movie called Lola. Lola. Yeah. I, I'm intrigued by the Dungeons and Dragons thing. I've seen posters for it all around town on, you know, those digital ads and stuff. Find out what it's like after six. You're not even going to... This guy, such a Roman. Right, all that and more coming up after six. Uh, But now, 
Before the break, we heard John Riley talking about the best VR games. And I mentioned that I was on OTBAM on Friday morning with one of my favourites, which is the Kayak Mirage VR. I took the whole PS5 kit, including the VR headset, into the Off The Ball studio to show Adrian Barry and Shane Hannon how it works. And I'm going to bring you a bit of this audio because... It just made me laugh so much. And I think it really encapsulates that wow moment that you get when you test a VR headset. Uh, so here is how Adrian got on in a race. Go on, Adrian, you're by you. You're going. Ah, just ah, go through the table. Through the, through the, ah, oh, I got the wrong way. Get over here. Two second penalty for hitting the pole there. <laughs> is that what happened? Yeah, yeah. Damn it. So don't hit the poles if you can. You're heading through uh, chicane number two here. And we're going to hit a pole again. Oh, you avoided the poles. Well done, Which Adrian. Where am I going? 22 seconds gone here. We've got to look for number three. Who's the next one? Ah! Where's gate number I three? I got a crash you're into the beach. You're heading for the beach, lad. Whoa! Oh, Ouch! <laughs> He's hit the table. Oh, Things come on, I've run aground. Things are going Where pretty south pretty quickly here. Where is it? Folks, I don't know what's going on here. Do you any guidance here? Adrian's lost the plot. He looks like oh, he's Jesus. a boxer now. <laughs> he's literally <laughs> smacking desk, the table. It? I'm like trying to... There we go. That's 44 seconds happen, gone. He's trying Where to, is the next? Trying to turn just around here. Just go straight ahead. Is it over there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This desk is really not helping me. No, I... Just go straight ahead. That's good advice. The backpedalling, I must say, is not a... I just think it's your technique, though, Paul. No, yeah. the, is that me over? Oh, that's me over there. Oh, yeah. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I see the arrows now. That's yeah. a bit. Oh, there's a fish. Yeah, there's a fish. Look like a rainbow fish. Hello. There, there's a penguin. Um, <laughs> number three coming up here. You got to make sure you don't hit the pole. We don't want a two-second penalty here, Adrian. Good man. Well done. Don't hit the rocks. Ah! Get on the rocks. Ah! Off a cliff that here. did feel as if I hit them like. Yeah, I have to say it's a lot of fun. And you'll hear uh, from Shane's brilliant commentary that there's a competitive element to these games and it's a bit of a workout as well. Uh, you know, if you watch Adrian's performance on YouTube, uh, you can see that he's going 90 and he was saying afterwards as well that his arms were a bit sore. So head over to YouTube, search for O2B and you will see the video there. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Now, before we go, I feel like we have to talk about the letter that a number of tech giants sent out during the week calling for the development of AI to be paused for six months. Emmett Ryan of The Business Post is with me now to discuss. Uh, Emmett, you're welcome to the show as always. Uh, I just want to start by getting your first impressions when you saw the petition that was put together. What did you make of it on face value? I wasn't surprised by Musk leading this because he has been one of the louder voices, like, you know, even before everybody thought he was, you know, a bit of a whatever uh, when it comes to saying we need to be smarter about AI and regulating it. So it wasn't a huge shock that he's leading this. Like it is a body he backs that is sort of that is leading the charge here. Obviously, got a lot of academics supporting it as well, which makes it more interesting, to be honest, and Musk supporting it. But Fundamentally, like they've asked for a six-month moratorium on further development, and normally I'm the one to say, "Listen, we should pay attention to the Terminator and what we have. We learned nothing." But even I'm kind of going, "Ah, lads, this is a bit whatever," because the technology they're talking about currently now, GPT-4, it's the latest version of ChatGPT. What it would require in order to create all the fears that they're talking about, I don't even mean the end game Terminator ones. It's just not even close to being that good yet. It really, really isn't. Like, It's incapable of thought, essentially. Mm. It's capable of analysis, but it's incapable of thought. That's the best way of describing it. If you feed it a whole lot of data, it can analyze and digest that, but it can't actually create original thought. And that fundamentally is a problem. Uh, in, in terms, Well, I say it's a great thing for humanity, but it's fundamentally a problem for it becoming a threat. And now I'm not saying it's impossible for that to happen. Like the simple way of describing it is you find a way, but you were a long way from this as well. You write the AI to write a 20% version better of itself. And it just keeps on going from there until obviously it becomes this all powerful, all knowing, whatever. But 
you know, we're nowhere near that technology is what I'm trying to get at. So I think that same time, though, uh, the, they're coming from the right place heart-wise uh, because we should be smart about how we develop these technologies, how we do it. I just think that in terms of the practical side, it's missing a huge problem, which is get governments to stop it. Great. Try and get 200 plus world governments to agree on stopping or starting anything is a nightmare fuel. Like it's not going to happen. And I don't mean that just in the case of, well, it's not worth trying by saying, no, if you stop, if a few stop and we've used the term friendly governments for the time being, uh, it's just going to say to the nefarious types, you know, ones who might be, shall we say, a bit more cavalier with their approach to uh, geopolitical affairs to go, well, we can just take a bit of a step up here and, and aggressively develop it more and win this race, so to speak. And that's frankly more frightening to me. Yeah, like I saw it was weird, right? Because on face value, I agree and I agree with everything you've just said there in terms of it's so refreshing to hear technologists saying that maybe we should look at the implications of this before we go big on it, because that's what we didn't do with social media and so many other things. And we're still picking up the pieces. However, I wonder, is Elon Musk's involvement going to do more harm than good? Because the letter has lines about, you know, fake news, manipulation, um, like basically what's going on at Twitter at the moment. And then also talks about the impact on humanity. And Elon Musk's company Tesla uses their autopilot, uh, uses AI for their autopilot thing. So I'm wondering now, is this a cynical attempt on his part to pause everybody else's work so so that he's not left behind, essentially? I think Musk being attached to it is a problem for any goal, even if it is one Musk supports, because he's essentially the anti-David Attenborough. Uh, that a David Attenborough everybody loves Musk everybody's divided over so and those who aren't exactly how we say fans of his become even more wary of him the more his fanboys stick up for him and so as a result you're kind of going this is not going to help because it's going to muddy the waters of what should be unfortunately a very highbrow nuanced debate which involves a lot of deep thinking and patience these are words we don't normally associate with Elon Musk and that's kind of the problem and yeah so I, I think it isn't that it requires a lot of extremely boring people People to have some very, very deep thoughts that are very, very boring to come up with some very, very bland but effective guidelines and potentially regulation to ensure that we don't use it for more harm than good. Unfortunately, we don't live in that ideology-driven uh, world utopia that I've just described there. A very boring utopia, but still a utopia, uh, where we'd all be safe. And in the real world, unfortunately, far, far more Elon Musk types in terms of their cavalier approach tend to get their way. And that's the concern I have here that Musk trying to stop it will, if anything, speed it up. So what's going to happen here, do you think? Well, now I'm going to be boring. Nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing is going to happen from this letter at all. Uh, uh, You know, a lot more people will talk, a lot more people will be loud on the internet. I will be one of those people being loud on the internet. Uh, As ever, I'll be ignored. Uh, and uh, that's the way things probably are best. But uh, yeah, no, unfortunately, nothing is going to happen. God, I'm very morose today. But I'm a, as I said, I'm a cheerful pessimist because, like you know, I describe these cynical, horrible things. I say, but I still believe in humanity. They will find a way to get through it. Uh, you know, for all the bad things you know, see in the world, we are. Uh, you know, if you look at society now versus 120 years ago, turn of the 20th century, it's like you know, chalk and cheese in terms of human rights and freedoms and actual abilities uh, to live and all that. Uh, so yeah, no, I'd be. I'm still confident we'll find a way to not completely make an absolute horses whatever of this. Uh, but yeah, it's like we have to be smart about how we use this because again, it isn't about the you know the terminated problem or for my nerd listeners out there, 
Forb and the Colossus pro uh, project out there. They they know who they are. Uh, you know, sorry, Colossus the Forbin project. You got the name wrong. Wow, Colossus the Forbin project. Brilliant seventies movie that predicted all of this. By the way, uh, it's actually tremendous. Uh, it's like very very seventy sci fi in terms of its style, but the uh, whole premise is exactly what we'd have all we all fear now. Uh, like grenades of Terminator and all those. Uh, so yeah, it's, you've got all that. But I think we we'll go back to you know. Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park, I think, to finish this enough. We're so busy wondering if we could, we forgot to stop and think if we should. Yeah, and look, I take all of that on board, but I just wonder, is all this, like, is all that's going to have been achieved by this letter going to be a bit of fear-mongering about a technology that a lot of people don't already understand and nothing concrete, nothing productive? It's just going to be adding a bit of fear into the mix. Yes, with a whole lot of those people who signed it up and they can finger wag later and go, look, I told you so. Uh, you know, so that's basically what the purpose of these things are, unfortunately. God, I'm very morose today. Yeah, I was in good form. Like we were talking about VR six seconds ago and all of a sudden you're talking about end of days kind of stuff. So thanks for that, Emmett. And uh, hopefully we'll find a cheery topic to talk about uh, with you again soon. I know, I know. Well, like, in fairness, you bring me on to make us feel better about bad things is what I like to think of it as. I don't know. Okay, I'm going to go have a lie down. Uh, Emmett Ryan, thanks so much for joining us here on News Talk. A pleasure as always, Jess. All right, well, on that cheery note, not, uh, I'm going to leave you be. John Friday's up next with Screen Time. I'll be back with Shane and Kira on Monday's News Talk Breakfast. But in the meantime, if you want to listen back to this week's show or indeed any Tech Talk show, you can just search for Tech Talk on your podcast platform of choice or on the News Talk app powered by Go Loud. I'll chat to you next week.